Welcome to the Iowa Blues Showcase, episode number 111. How you doing out there, podcast land? Or as the kids say, listen to the pod. <laughs> yes, all the way into July. We are nearing the mythical 10,000 download. Kind of exciting times. Uh, the last time I looked... Um, yeah, last time I looked, we were uh, 9808. All right, 190 away from the mythical 10K. So, thank you, thank you, thank you to all you people out there listening to the pod tonight we have my good friend kansas city john paul and the hellhounds explosion this is a tape recorded back in 1994 24 years ago at the tuba which was one of my favorite places i think may have jammed there a few times i know i never played there uh I would also try to get there when Larry Van Loan was playing because that guy was a killer piano player. Uh, still is. He's out on the road uh, playing the uh, blues. Uh, matter of fact, I just uh, sent him a message the other day uh, about his cell phone. Hopefully his cell phone uh, dries out and he can use it again. Uh, but anyway, so John Paul recorded down at the tuba, and I think uh, even the exact date here. Hang on, here I gotta take the glasses off because I'm old. It was August 25th of 1994. You know, I could have waited another month before I play this. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so it's almost 24 year old. I think that's just crazy. Uh, the technology that it still works. Great. I mean, I just got done uh, uh, listening to this and, and converting it over to digital, and it sounds really good. Um, this band in particular, uh, obviously, uh, this is not when I was in the band. Uh, I was in from 88 or 89 to 91, you know, about two, three years. And uh, I actually was with John Paul before uh, the Hellhounds, it was called uh, Lonesome and Dangerous. Um, and uh, with Mark St. John on bass guitar and, and John Paul, uh, the two of them had worked together quite a bit. And then they had, they kind of split up and Lonesome and Dangerous went one way and John Paul went the other way and he started a brand new band called the Hellhounds. And, uh, and he took me along, <laughs> and I was grateful because uh, Johnny's an amazing, amazing harmonica player. So uh, this particular recording, though, uh, the only guy left from the original Hellhounds besides Johnny was uh, Tony, uh, Tony Anderson on guitar, because uh, uh, Tony had joined us as as well, uh, and then uh, the rest of the guys on this. Uh, and again, I gotta take my glasses off to read here. 
Uh, Tilney Eckert on keys. Uh, Floyd Gardner on bass. And Woody Davis on the drums. And I believe shortly after this, or maybe a year or two down the road, I'm not sure, uh, Woody started his own band. And uh, that was a pretty decent band, too. Uh, but uh, they used to come up to Des Moines and uh, play blues on Grand. And uh, it was it was fun to see Johnny uh, because by 94, uh, I'd, I would already been through two or three bands <laughs> uh, of my own up here. So it was always fun having him come up. So anyway... Before we get to tonight's extravaganza, it's time for our favorite segment. Letters. letters. We get letters. We get stacks and stacks of letters. Letters. All right. If you'd like to send us a letter, you can send it to tgary62 at gmail.com. Let's try that again. tgary62 at gmail.com. Uh, please send your question, make it short and pithy, and it will get on. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> All right. I'm mocking someone for doing that, so don't worry. He's not on TV anymore. No one will know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nathan from Minnesota. Did Robert Johnson sell his soul to the devil? Uh, short answer, no. Uh <laughs> All right, next question two. No, uh, no. Uh, what happened was that in the 1960s, uh, some British guys started playing blues, and somehow they cobbled up Robert Johnson and Tommy Johnson and got their stories mixed up, and they assumed that it was Robert who went to the crossroads. It was Tommy. Tommy even said he did that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, because Robert has a song Crossroads and Eric Clapton covered it, then they just all put two and two together and got 12. So this was, you know, it was kind of bad for his family. His, he, uh, his, uh, he, had, he had married. He had a, uh, a stepson, Robert Lockwood Jr., who for years was trying to debunk this story, as well as... Even years later, uh, they tracked down his biological son and him and his son, which would be the grandson of Robert Johnson, have also tried to debunk this. Uh, the uh, the people that would have known this story, uh, like Alan Lomax, who actually went down south looking for Robert Johnson uh, because he had sort of disappeared. He was supposed to play spiritual and swings uh, and... He he died or disappeared, and so Lomax is going down there searching for what the myth of that was. He finds his mom, Robert Johnson's mom. She doesn't say anything about that. Lomax doesn't say anything about it. Uh, so again, sometime in the 60s, this thing this happens. And then, unfortunately, then people are asking the old surviving blues men what they know. Uh, Sun House says some story about Robert showing up one night and he can't play and it's terrible and he gets playing with back to the crowd and he tells Robert you got it you can't play no blues and so Robert disappears and then like a month or two later he comes back and suddenly he's the greatest blues man ever and yeah 
uh, it's called practice. <laughs> That's what he did. He practiced, and he became good. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, the the things got even uh, more crazy after that. But no, uh, and and I have to give credit to the movie Brother Where Art Thou, uh, because there's a scene where they're down on the crossroads. And there's a blues, a blind blues man playing, trying to uh, learn the blues. And he gets in the car and he's mentioned he sold his soul to the devil to play the blues. And who is it? It's Tommy Johnson, who's the right guy. Also, some people have probably mixed up Petey Wheatstraw, who was known as the devil's brother-in-law, uh, as part of that myth as well. But no, Robert had nothing to do with any of that. So rest assured, Robert practiced like all of us to become good. All right, question number two. Sue from Illinois. Uh, where are you playing again? When are you playing again? All right, thank you, Sue. Um, just about every weekend with the Backstage Boogie Band, uh, as far as the blues band goes, uh, we're actually playing in August, uh, and I believe it's August 24th fourth at the whiskey house and uh it's a it's it's a nice place so if you uh if you haven't gone there august 23rd it's a thursday night uh come check us out we don't play that often we play maybe uh once a year <laughs> so and this year we're playing three times august 23rd september 27th and october 25th so uh, if you want to hear some blues, the bad boys will be there. And uh, as far as the showcase goes, uh, I am still negotiating uh, with a couple bars. And uh, needless to say, there's uh, it, it takes time. <laughs> it's not easy uh, when you're a blues man. Uh, okay, Edgar from Liverpool. Can I get a prize if I can be the 10,000th download? Uh, no, because <laughs> I'll never know who it is. Uh, when when the stats for me will show 10,000, but I won't know who that 10,000th person is. It could be anybody around the world. But I won't be able to decipher on my little thing what it would. I mean, it would be nice, you know, to send you a CD or cassette or something. Uh, but, uh, yeah. There's no prizes for being ten thousands, but if you think you're the ten thousands, you can have the the uh, you know the the knowledge that you were, you know. And you could let us know. Email us at tgary62 at gmail dot com. All right, let's wrap up the mailbag. We get letters. We, we get, get stacks right. and stacks of okay. letters. Uh, letters. But let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. My good friend from down in Kansas City gave me start. Playing the blues way, 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 way back in probably 87 or 88. It's John Paul and the Hellhounds and Explosion on the Iowa Blues Showcase.
do Man, all my money, but you never made a dime Had a reputation for us Real good time, where was you came from me? This morning, I bury my body deep. Lay my head down gently, put a hot load at my feet. And when you give it to that bone yard, push me in that grave. Won't have to worry about me, baby. I have a smile on my face, cause I'm in. Shining bright Do one last thing for me now, huh? On my two 
next to Willie Member Slim's on my right Stevie Ray never breaks a string And all the band is sounding mighty tight
in a lion's den Then to have your table, table, baby You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna backslide all over me again Why don't you just show it?
can't stand the cheating and I'm tired of all the beating, I'm gone. I can't stand the cheating and I'm tired of all the beating, I'm gone. I can't stand the cheating and I'm tired of all the beating, I'm gone.
like that You know it must be jelly, baby Don't cook jam, don't shake like that I'm in love, yes, I'm in love Lord, my little girl, so She takes me on home, yeah, and she calls me her little boy. Well, I do just what she wants, yeah. You know I'm my baby's toy.
Showing up. She's my lollipop mama. Lord, I love a woman to this very, very day. But sometimes I get so scared. Yeah, that one day my lollipop just might melt away. Do you know the thunder and lightning, baby? on you And I do most of the thing that my little honey wants me to
there you go. That was the uh, One More Mile. And then uh, Help Me was the next song that we'd go into. That was a, a medley of songs that, that we did when I was even in the band. Uh, but they kind of cut that part out. Uh, but uh, yeah, that is a, a cool tape. And, uh, yeah, that that's amazing. And John Paul's still down in Kansas City. Uh, usually plays... Uh, he plays at uh, BB's lawn side uh, quite a bit. Uh, so and and that seems to be uh, the uh, one of the places the blues still lives down in Kansas City. Uh, so check that out. Good food and uh, good blues that you can use right there in Old KC. All right. Um, just uh, I found out. That you know, we've talked about uh, uh, tips and uh, what that's done to the local scene, but uh, you know, and I knew pay for play was around, but I didn't know how bad it was until now. And it's kind of shocked that uh, that some people think Des Moines is LA. Now, granted, if you're not from Des Moines uh, and you haven't been paying attention, uh, Des Moines has grown quite a music scene without really having a lot of local bands involved. <laughs> uh, we have these kind of music festivals that go on. A35 just is wrapping up, uh, and there's 505, 515 Live. There's several festivals down in the south, and, and those are all great, and local bands sometimes get to participate in those things. And then we have things like the Art Festival, uh, which is probably, I think it's the biggest art festival in the United States. I mean, we have a lot of things, the fair, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that you can get a chance to be a part of. Uh, sometimes those things pay, sometimes they don't. Uh, you know, the old, hey, do it for exposure. But uh, I found out that some of the places downtown have suddenly become uh, pay for play. And th what what's, what's bad about this uh, is that... Uh, in many ways, as a local band, uh, you you are forced uh, to sell tickets, and a lot of times it's multiple bands, and it's a national act that comes in, and you're really making the money for the national act to pay them. Because in the old days, <laughs> uh, you know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago, a national act would have brought people in. Uh, but today, nobody knows because, you know, radio is the way it is. Uh, people don't know national acts, and a lot of these national acts are nothing more than, uh, like, four or five guys in a van who just drive into town. And all the local bands are supposed to bring their followings, and that's how you pay the national act who comes in. And it that that's kind of, yeah. It, it, to me, it's like if, if you can't... Uh, there's two problems here. One, if you're a venue and you can't make enough money to even have music, you, you probably shouldn't be open. Number two, uh, if you're a national act and nobody's coming to see you, uh, you probably shouldn't be on the road. <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, uh, you should be building your brand locally. But the problem is, is that a lot of these clubs won't let you build locally because they will only let you play once a month. So when you play these places that are pay-for-play, 
they specifically say that you can't play for the next 30 days within 50 miles of the club. And it's like, what in the world? It's like, this is bad. And, of course, part of the problem is many of the local bands don't want to play a cover tune. And so people can't dance to them. So where are they gravitating to? The discos, because they know those songs. And so that's where they go. They go to the discos, and they go to the DJs, and they think DJs are great artists and musicians, and these guys put on great shows, but that's where the crowd is. If they're not coming to the bands because you guys are playing stuff they don't know, and there's five bands, and if you're there to see your friends, you're going to leave after your friend gets done, and your friend's not making any money because no matter how much you drink and no matter how many tickets you bought, most of it's going to go to that last band. Congratulations, kids. Yeah, oh, you, come on, guys. I mean, it's as bad as this, as blues cats cutting each other's throats playing for tips. We got to stop it. Come on, people. Let's get this together, man. I mean, as a musician, you, you know, you, you have a right to make a living, okay? And you also have got to be smart about it. I mean, you got to be able to play things uh, that people want to hear and sneak your stuff in. I mean, every band, when you go all the way from the 1950s and the 60s and the 70s, in the 80s, all those cats were playing cover tunes first and then built up their repertoire and people started following and they started buying into their stuff. I mean, even the greatest band that ever was, for us old people, the Beatles, that's what they did as late as 1962. Uh, when they already had gotten their record deal and everything, they still had to play gigs in bars, and they still were playing all cover tunes, all right? So, I mean, trust me on this. It, it It's something you should think about doing, all right? You know, and there's no reason why you have to play or you can't play in your own town. I mean, that's just silly. You know, and, and I, I don't know why you guys have let these bar owners talk you into this nonsense. That, oh, yeah, if you play more than uh, once every 30 days, the people be tired with you. And uh, they know they could see you anytime, any place, so they just won't show up. And it's like, oh, God. Uh, you know, maybe if you had more songs, you know, because here's the thing. You know, I'm playing in a, I'm, I'm an old man. And I play in a band that's got a song list of probably about 250 to 300 songs. And we don't have to repeat ourselves. So we can play every weekend. And we don't have a problem. <laughs> and you kids could do that too. All right? Nothing wrong with that. You know? Play songs you like. Have fun. That's what we do. It's all about it. And I've written a lot of music. And I have CDs out of original music. And you can do that still. All right? But we really need to work on this. Uh, you know, don't let the bar bar owners and these club owners and these venue guys, don't let them, uh, you know, BS you because you're better than that. Uh, and we need to save uh, live music and need to create a local scene because it's pretty darn anemic right now, you know. And uh, we can do better. All right. So anyway, ran over. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just in my craw. I ran into this and I'm like, no, this ain't right. This ain't good. This ain't L.A. It's Des Moines, damn it. So there you go. All right, anyway, hope you had a great week, uh, a great safe 4th of July. Uh, needless to say, uh, fireworks are uh, still going out outside my door. Very moment.
there are some people who still don't know who stopped the board. They're blowing things up still. That's okay. We're going to make it through. Ah, man. And the weather's going to get hot again. But at least it's not going to rain. Well, anyway, hope that you around the country and all over the world keep listening to us. Please subscribe. Please share. Please tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. Tell everyone. Listen to the iBlue Showcase. Keeps blues alive. Let's people know about all the great, wonderful blues around this country and around the Midwest. Because we really, 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 really do love all of you. And if you'd like to be on the show, you can always email tgary62 at gmail.com. And we'll get you on the air just like that. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we must say adieu. But we'll see you again next week. Our Blue Showcase.